Hey y'all, welcome to today's episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. I hope you are wonderfully sitting and listening wherever you are with a big cup of coffee. So I want to tell you that the other day I was driving and praying for y'all and for this podcast and I recorded this episode that you're about to hear to be used as a from the vault episode. I've talked about this um, before, but I just feel like I'm going to record these episodes that are on my heart and around certain topics that I feel like are placed on my heart. And I feel like the Lord is going to help me determine when to post it. So here we are today, my gals. Today's episode is an honest talk, and I hope you hear my pained vulnerability as I share about seasons when I've been lonely, like really, really lonely. So I hope y'all give me grace, and I just hope y'all feel seen today. As moms, we are super lonely sometimes. So here we go. Okay, so what's that like? Like, what's it like to be so lonely I have been feeling that both I need to speak these words and I need y'all to walk with me through this concept because we are all pained with it at some point in your life. And being really lonely, just sorry, sucks. (laughs) And there, of course, is varying levels of this um, from little Anna in middle school, not getting invited to the birthday party to adult Anna moving and Christopher traveling and my kiddos getting sick and truly just not having someone to call to help. But I invite y'all today to join me in seeking to be self-aware and find some introspection as we talk about this concept of loneliness and really, really, really being painfully lonely. So not to start with a cliche, but I know y'all know the phrase, the grass is always greener. And well, I've talked about how I'm so fickle that when my schedule is full, I want reprieve. And when there's nothing on my calendar because I have no community and I find myself feeling hopeless, I am just begging for a full calendar. And I guess I'll admit that and let y'all into this that I am constantly shocked with how fickle we are as humans or really maybe just me as a human. Like for instance, I did a big flower and planting late spring, kind of early summer this year. And I have some fruit and some fall veggies that I'm excited about. Um, And as a tangent, y'all, earlier this year, I was like watering it. And I'll talk about that in a second. But guess what I found? I looked in this little like raised garden bed and I saw this puff of fur and I was and we have bunnies and we have kitties in our yard and I was like oh my gosh am I about to adopt a baby kitty and I'm gonna spell this out because it was so traumatizing but it was a d-e-a-d bunny and I I mean I I shrieked and I felt sad I I cried and I didn't do anything till Christopher got home I didn't know what to do with it and I I do this often where I'm like, Christopher, just deal with it and don't tell me about it. I don't want to know about it. I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to lie to myself and pretend it didn't happen because it was just the tiniest little baby bunny. But, and also y'all from like, I don't know, should I like not eat the fall vegetables because it was in the same, we'll talk about that later. Y'all, y'all send me a message on Instagram if you have any thoughts on that. But when we go back to this, let me step off that, is with this like big planting of all these fruit and some fall veggies, um, it was my first time really working hard in my own little way on a garden. And it was interesting to add something, even if it was a little something, to my to-dos for the day. I have worked hard over the last couple years to find a cadence in life of, you know, feeding my sourdough starter and getting the girls started on the right foot for the morning and listening to worship music first thing and then having a big breakfast. And 
I have to say it felt really annoying to have to get outside first thing every day to water my garden because I had to get ahead of it because this past summer we had a really dry summer and my poor plants and flowers would practically wilt by the end of the day if I didn't shower them first thing. And I would look at the forecast and honestly hope it would rain so I didn't have to put on my shoes, walk 50 yards to a spigot, and very simply water my plants. But just y'all, how fickle does it sound for me to say that? I just wish I didn't have that feeling of, I wish so badly it would rain because, you know, living in Seattle, we like live for the summers because guess what? You have six months of the grayest days and the shortest, darkest days. And I really should have been soaking up the summer and the privilege of getting to hand water my own garden. And it reminded me of a quote I heard that said, if you hate rain, start a garden. If you hate rain, start a garden. So just the idea of how powerful perspective and experience is on finding joy in circumstances that doing the hard thing and developing discipline is one of the keys to unlock contentment. So to quickly jump to the end of this talk, I think loneliness is akin to discontentment, and we have the power through the Holy Spirit to combat this in Jesus' name. But okay, soapbox over. Let's continue to talk about loneliness as we talk about friendship circles. And I feel like I have had this darn prickle in my side since going to college about feeling like the way you arrive in life or the goal of life or like your true north is when you have a big friend group. I think I saw my parents model this idea that a lot of times with people more is more and my parents have this unique group of friends that growing up we would do everything with like I mean it like where you call all the kids cousins and the parents aunt and uncle and you go on trips and you buy lake houses next to each other and you spend every waking moment with them during the summer and nothing inherently is wrong with that my parents quite literally took the term it takes a village and decided to surround me and my brothers with God-fearing Jesus-loving people but then when I went to college and I joined a sorority and there's so many wonderful benefits to being in Greek life, but let me tell you, it's a rat race. And even in a Christian environment, there's this weird pressure and ladder stepping for what clicks you're in from who you take pictures with before a formal to who you go on spring break with to who is friends with whatever fraternity and College should form as this sort of equalizer as we enter it as freshmen. And at least for me, it didn't feel that clean and wholesome. And I think when I look back at traumatic parts in my life, and I can preface that I know everyone has their own story and some people's walks are more tough than others. So please don't hear me as this is as dramatic as your trauma. But in college, I had this really unfortunate friend group shift where sides and the, you know, she said, she said scenario. And I was left honestly in the dust. And as the dust settled over the scuttle and the squabble, I would get invited less and less. And from the outside, I had it all together as my relationship with my now husband was being cemented and he was so patient with me. But the scars that were left still to this day trickle into my insecurities. And it feels like ever since then, I have categorized my moves and my successes with this framework of 19-year-old Anna being lonely. And somehow that correlates with how many people I could now invite to my children's birthday party like a couple weeks ago. 
But going through those times where you, quote, have and where you, quote, have not does create this deep gratefulness for who does show up and who does walk beside you in whatever season. So I definitely went into detail this on last season during my friendship unit, but just know that for as many times as you see me living my best life with many gals, I have been in the trenches just hoping one person would call me back. And so as we talk about this concept of loneliness, I can't help but connect it spiritually to what hell is like with this darkness and isolation and separation from God and You know, God is a God. He is the Prince of Peace. And I've talked about how there are pockets of heaven and pockets of hell on earth. And I can say that if those pockets of hell in my story point to what eternal separation from God feels like, I want nothing the F to do with it. (laughs) And I asked on Instagram for y'all to describe to me what loneliness feels like. And here's what y'all said. You said words like emptiness or feeling abandoned. Um, One person said they felt isolated from joy. And I'm like, wow, I totally get that. And I know that we quickly think about like social loneliness, like, you know, feeling like you don't have true, like tangible people around, but there's also like emotional loneliness. Um, And also like, I don't know, this like existential loneliness where like you just feel maybe like an imposter syndrome or you just don't fit in or you can't find your way or you just feel like you're spinning your tires and I have been there too, y'all. I really have. And, you know, for me, the most dangerous place I can be sometimes is in my thoughts. And it's like this echo chamber where lies are reverberated from wall to wall and smack me in the face over and over. Uh, I, I know that my sweet husband, Christopher, he always says that when he comes home, one of his first temperature checks with me is, have you talked to your mom or Kaylin or Molly Jane today? Because if I have done one of those things and I truly find myself to be a little more vented and settled and not that Christopher can't be that for me and not that prayer doesn't suffice, but I know that God puts certain people in your life to be the hands and feet of Jesus to show that tangible love as they lend an ear and speak truth and speak love over you. So for today's episode, it isn't as much of a self-help as it's like a I've been there too girly and just to tell you that there's another side and ultimately this podcast was actually born out of the idea that moms can be the most connected people, the most surrounded by people, even someone who seems settled and fulfilled, but they also feel the most lonely. So just know that there will always be that undercurrent of purposeful pain that's a part of who I am and therefore a part of this podcast. So therefore, it's a part of you as you join me each week. So ultimately, I love you and I'm thankful for the tens of thousands of times y'all have pressed play and had a virtual cup of coffee with me. And I hope it's been as life-giving for you as it's been for me. And yeah, let me just reiterate that I've been there too, girly. And there's another side. Y'all, can we get an amen and a yes, ma'am? There is, and there will be so many more times of loneliness in my life. So I feel like this is an episode I might have to go back and listen to just even myself. So I even think about, Lord, help me when I become an empty nester and have to remember that my true identity is in the one who changes my name, promises me eternity, and honors the struggle, and forgives me in my imperfections, and calls me worthy because he's worthy. 
Uh, and although as I've gotten older, I've been less and less concerned with any type of quantity, but true quality in my people. And we all are puzzles with a God-sized hole in our heart, but we are you know, different in our varying outward pieces that people fill for certain seasons or forever. So will you join with me as I read through this verse that I feel fits today's lesson? To be honest, I just couldn't pick between one. So here's a couple verses and then we'll chat about it in a second. Okay, first is Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. Next is Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen. Next is Philippians 4, 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And the last is a great one. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Oh my goodness gracious. Like the Lord is our sustainer, y'all, in those times of abundance and the times of whatever the opposite of abundance is. And I've been there and I've done that and I'm with you if that's the season you're walking through right now. And ultimately one big step back, I know I shared a story about college, Anna, and it just made me feel prompted to tell you that if you know college students, like that is a market we should be investing in because college students are so lonely too. Like I feel like it feels very similar to me as a mom, me as a college student. Those are the times when I can look back and be like, oh my gosh, I know that as much as there was good, there was trouble in the sense of loneliness. So check on your college students, y'all. That's your big challenge for today, you could say, especially because I didn't do a big question. So there you go. There's your one, two, three clap. Me going, ooh, that was a good one. And then here, here it is. Y'all check on your college students, but love y'all so much. Have a wonderful day. And please join me over on Instagram so we can chat more about this. All right, bye y'all.